0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Brothers and sisters, the Gospel reading uh, for this Sunday is from John chapter 17. This is the last chapter in the Gospel of John where Jesus is with His disciples at the Last Supper. And He ends the Last Supper with these words. Now this is a prayer to God the Father that Biblical scholars call the High Priestly Prayer. Jesus is praying as a priest. He's mediating between God and His disciples on behalf of His disciples, blessing them on behalf of God. And there's a lot to say about this Gospel reading. It's beautiful. The words are just absolutely beautiful. But besides that, um, one thing I want to point out and focus on today's homily is that we can really gather from this prayer, Jesus' heart-to-heart prayer to God the Father, what the vocation of Christ is, what Jesus' mission is, what His purpose in becoming man and coming down to earth, going through the passion and all the, and the teaching and the, and the miracles and all of His uh, missionary work, what all that was for, Jesus' vocation, can be, I think, really uh, uh, kind of extracted from this gospel and from this prayer. But first, let's ask the question, what is a vocation? It's a Latin word, it comes from uh, the root word, vocare in Latin, which means to call. Um, A vocation is a calling. It's a calling from God. God calls us in our hearts from all of eternity with a certain purpose in mind. Now for uh, most people, it's marriage to, somebody is called to marry this specific person. A husband is called to marry his wife, a wife is called to marry her husband, and they are called uh, together to have their children, whoever they are. Uh, Some are called to the priesthood, some are called to the monastic life, uh, to be a nun, to be consecrated virgins, so on and so forth. The vocation is a calling that God inserts in the heart of man. From all of eternity, He knows what the vocation is, God. He designs us for the sake of this vocation, and then He sends us forth with it. And it is through our vocation that we will be not only fulfilled, but ultimately saved and made for heaven. The purpose of a vocation in general is that we come out of ourselves and serve the one that God is calling us to. So a husband is called out of himself to serve his wife. A wife is called out of herself to serve her husband. A priest is called out of himself to serve his parish. Uh, A monk is called out of himself to serve his brothers. And anybody that God puts in their way and so on and so forth. The vocation, the thing that God has called us to from all of eternity, is the tool that God uses to transform our hearts into the heart of Christ. Again, it's a calling out of ourselves and so therefore it requires that self-sacrifice, it requires that, uh, that, that laying down of oneself for the one that God is calling us to. Because the vocation is our salvation, our vocation is our salvation. Since a vocation is the tool that God uses to transform our hearts from being selfish people to becoming selfless people. If we live out our vocation truly, we will become what God wants us to become and therefore we will be saved. So let's keep that in mind. When we discuss now the vocation of Christ, Jesus' vocation is to save the entire world. And so Jesus' vocation is laid out in His Gospel reading in this way. He, praying to God the Father, says, I have manifested Your name to the ones whom You have given Me. That means that Christ is, has shown forth who God is to the ones that God has given to Him, namely the disciples, of His own time and of all times, down to us today. Jesus' vocation, a main part, the main part of His vocation, is to manifest the name of God, to show us the name of God, to show us who God is. He says, he further goes on and says, I have given them your words. Again, this is one of the major pillars of Jesus's vocation, to give us the words of God. Indeed, Jesus is Himself the Word of God and He gives Himself over to us. Everything that God speaks, He speaks in the person of Jesus Christ. And He, he, Jesus, hands Himself totally over to us. So not only to manifest the name of God, to show us who God is, but also to tell us what God wants to say. Jesus prays for us. He says this, I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but I'm praying for them. Jesus goes on to say that all yours are mine and all mine are yours. So God, the way Jesus praises and what, what we can take from it is that God has given Christ all of these disciples and Jesus receives them from God and then takes care of them. And he further goes on to say, I have guarded them. I have, he protects them in the name of God. However, nothing belongs to us. Ultimately, everything belongs to God. All of God's is Christ's and all that belongs to Christ belongs to God. Jesus' vocation, then, in a nutshell, is paradigmatic in this way, it's a pattern in this way. Jesus says over and over again in the Gospel of John that uh, He is the one that is sent by the Father, and that He makes it a point that His disciples believe that He is sent by the Father. Why is that? Because if we understand that Jesus is sent by God, we can trust Him, and if we can trust ourselves to Christ, then we will follow Him, we will follow His words. Jesus being sent from God, receives from God, the disciples that God gives to him, and then Jesus manifests the name of God to them. He prays for them. He gives them the words of God. He protects them in the name of God. So this is why Jesus shows us the true form of vocation, especially when he takes all of this over to the cross, which is exactly the context of his gospel reading. Since, again, this gospel really takes place at the last night of the Last Supper. I'm sorry, this is the last prayer of uh, the Last Supper. And right after this, John 18, Jesus goes out into the uh, the land of Kidron, where he's going to be arrested and so on and so forth. So that Jesus is giving himself over to the ones that are about to abandon him, betray him, and deny him. This is how Christ shows us what the real meaning of a vocation is. When a husband has a wife, when a wife has a husband, when parents have children, when a priest has a church, and so on. Anything less than dying for the one that God has called us to is is no longer a Christian vocation, or at least it's a failure of a Christian vocation. From Christ's vocation, we can learn about our own vocation. To the one that God has prepared us for, the one that God, the ones that God has called us to serve for our life, the ones that will be our salvation, the ones by serving we will enter heaven. To those, we are called to do what Christ has done for us to manifest the name of God, to pray for them constantly, to give them the words of God, to guard them and protect them in the name of God to do all these things because God has called us to do them. And that if we persevere through it, if we persevere through the suffering and the sacrifice that's required from us in order to do it the way Jesus persevered, through the self-sacrifice and the suffering that He had to endure for us on the cross, then we will have fulfilled our vocation and our vocation will have saved us. What is Jesus' reward in this life for having fulfilled His own vocation, His own calling? It is absolutely nothing. Nothing is the reward. In fact, it's less than nothing. It was humiliation. Jesus died like a common criminal naked on the cross. The vocation comes with eternal life. That's what the resurrection is. Jesus' real reward does not uh, occur in this life, but occurs in the next, which is shown to us in his own resurrection. And that takes us to the beginning of this prayer, where Jesus says, that they, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That is the purpose of all of this, and that is the purpose of life, that is the purpose of our vocation, that's the reason why we serve, that's the reason why we sacrifice of ourselves for the good of the ones that we are called to, that's the reason why we lay our lives down for others, that's the reason why we'll deny ourselves, oftentimes, for the good of other people, all so that we may know God, that we may know Christ, and in knowing them, we have eternal life. Because to know God in this way is not to know about Him the way we know about a celebrity or a, an athlete or something like that, just from a distance. We know about them and we can state off of many facts. No, to know God, to know Christ in the way that Jesus says and in the form that gives us eternal life is to know Him on a heart-to-heart basis, the way Jesus does. The way the Son knows God the Father, and speaks to Him heart to heart. That's what this prayer is all about, and that's what this prayer is founded on. Brothers and sisters, our calling is to know God. That is our first calling, that is our first vocation. And the way we know Him is by coming to know His heart and imitating Him, transforming our hearts into His heart, and laying down our lives in suffering for the good of those that God has called us to. Anything less than that, well, it's a failure of the Christian vocation, and ultimately not in line with the way Jesus has done it for us. And therefore, that connection between us and Christ is totally lost on us. In the words of St. Peter, we would be on this not on the side of Christ, but on the side of man. Let us rather lay down our lives for those that God has called us to, fulfill our vocation in the way that Jesus did for us, and therefore know Him and inherit eternal life with him. Amen.